This is Authors in Focus. Hi, I'm James Reed, a fantasy author publishing under JMD Reed. The first volume of my epic, 12-book fantasy series, Shadow the Dragon, is available for purchase. Check out Foundation of Courage. Today, I'm joined by Brigitte Moore Starkenberg. She's the author of The Sensorian's Awakening, a young adult urban fantasy. The Sensorian Trilogy, Book One. Hi, how are you doing today, Brigitte? Um, yeah, really well, thank you very much. Uh, bit busy day today, so uh, getting into the swing of things again now, which is good. Yeah, it's uh, the evening over there in, in uh, the UK? Uh, yeah, it's about half past eight now, so uh, I just finished my dinner, had some exercise, now I'm ready to, well, to chat awesome. to you. <laughs> I, just, I just had my lunch, because it's just afternoon here. It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So... I like to start off my interviews with a fun question. So, uh, Brigitte, um, are you a morning person or an evening person? Definitely an evening person. I I find it really hard to get up in the morning. Both my husband and me don't actually very often go to bed any time before one o'clock at night. (laughs) And then... uh, Obviously, we still have to get up in the morning, so that's not good. But uh, if we can, we like to lay in. I'm not very productive in the morning at all. So um, only when I have to work, obviously, I have to then. But, uh, yeah, no, I definitely prefer evenings. Cool. Yeah, I'm the opposite. Like, the earlier in the day it is, the more productive I am. And as it goes on, I get more and more lazy until I'll eventually just don't want to do anything. <laughs> and I'll just yeah. lie around until I pass up. Yeah, I can see that too, but yeah. Which is not at one in the morning. It's like, I got to bed at like 10. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> well, I like to wake up, I like to wake up at like early. So I wake up at like 4.30. So and then oh, I get up and I just get a crack on my day. I can't even, I, that does not compute in my, uh, in my brain. <laughs> That's so not me. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. If we would, if, if we would, if together, we'd probably hardly see each other. <laughs> Yeah. yeah it's like me and my roommate he 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 because i work from home and he has like his own business and he has a full-time job it's like i never see him i don't know when he sleeps because <laughs> he wakes up like at the same time i do in the morning to go to work but like he usually is getting home when i'm about to go to bed so i don't know how he oh. sleeps no, I think but the thing is, if you've been at work all day or whatever, you just want some time to relax. That's what we, my husband and me find. It's like we've been really busy all day doing all sorts of stuff. And then by the time the kids have gone to bed and you have a bit of peace of quiet, it's already like 10.30. So, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we have our, uh, our little time to ourselves. So that's how that works usually. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, how long do you want to be an author? Well, I um, I started writing actually quite early on um, when I was sort of uh, a beginning teenager, really, to 11, 12 years old. And then uh, throughout my teenage years, I, I wrote a lot, although none of it is finished. <laughs> it was all just lots of ideas, lots of enthusiasm. 
but not a lot of um, finished products, really. And then um, I sort of life sort of takes over. So I did my job and study and this and that and have kids. And then about four years ago or so, four or five years ago, I just started thinking, oh, I, you know, I get that urge again to, to just want to write a book. And, um, I had some ideas going around in my head and I was thinking, what can I write? What can I do? And in the end, I just thought, well, look, I'm just going to start, see where it takes me. And, um, now I've finished a trilogy. So I've finished, um, the Sensorians, the three books, and I'm working on a, uh, spin-off at the moment. Uh, well, so yeah. Well, let's talk about your, your books, The Sensorians Awakening, which is, um, about Elise, who she's Hello. very headstrong. Eliza is Eliza. Sorry. How do you, how do you say the name? Sorry, Eliza. Eliza. Okay. Did I spell her name wrong? Is there an A at the end of her name or? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I spelled yes. her name wrong. Okay, there we go. There we I go. <laughs> I mean, people read names in books and make their own name up quite often, anyway. So it yes, I get I get asked that by fans or or my voice actors. Like, how do you pronounce this name? I'm like, I don't I don't know. It's a made up <laughs> fantasy name with lots of weird syllables. Uh, do your best. Just do your best, voice actor. <laughs> do do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't pronounce that name. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. So it's Eliza. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's very hamstrung, and she senses way too much. So uh, let's talk about that, about her, about what's going on in this world. Uh, what is it about? So uh, it's about um, a group of people who are like a subspecies of humans, and they have very um, supernaturally heightened senses. Um, so they live among us in, you know, normal society, uh, but they want or they, they keep themselves secret because they ha- are always uh, scared of being discovered and then being made use, you know, make use of or abused, I suppose, for their skills. Um, and it, I sort of make it out like uh, in the past that uh, they have been um, sort of uh, accused of being witches or things like that. So they, they were actually not witches. They were censorians. <laughs> In, in my imagination. Um, and um, so, yeah, so they, they've, they've made up this community to keep themselves safe. It's a very sort of strictly controlled um, community because they want to make sure that no one finds out what they can do. But they also want to use their skill uh, to help normal society, but sort of in the background. So um, they uh, they they sort of like investigate crimes. They um, listen in if they can hear any terrorist plots. They they're involved in anything, and they try and uh, find out more than the normal people can do by using their supernatural senses. So that's sort of the backstory. That's what what this world is. And then we have Eliza, who doesn't know she's in sensorium. Um, you have to stop me if I ramble on too long, by the way. No, <laughs> no. <interrupt>. <laughs> no that's but, fine. So um, she, um, she doesn't know. Um, she's lived with her mum and her dad actually left when she was very little. And he turns out to be a sensorium. Uh, and this, he has gone missing from the sensorium community. And uh, the community is worried about him 
and they want to find him and find out what happens and they want to do it through using Eliza basically. So they approach her and they drop the bombshell, you know, that she's actually um, a sensorian even though she thought that she had all sorts of mental health illnesses and she's been drugged all her life to cope with all these um, sensations that she feels and the way that she uh, had to cope with it without knowing that she she was actually a sensorium. And then, uh, yeah, she has to be, so, so she gets introduced into this world of the sensoriums. And Zach uh, is the one that sort of takes care of her, has to train her, um, and then uh, they, you know, all sorts of things happen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to tell the whole story, obviously. <laughs> uh, so her, yeah. So basically, they they train her up so that she can help them find Vic, who who is um, the father. Okay, sounds like a, a very kind of interesting take on on things. So is this like a like a young adult? Yeah, I would say it's young adult. So she's okay. seventeen. Um, Zach is nineteen, uh, and throughout the trilogy, that they, they sort of like become not young adults, I suppose. Yeah, they suppose they become new adults. Sorry, they they, they sort of grow up. Okay. Right? They develop, you know, throughout the trilogy uh, uh, a little bit. So um, I like. I'm I'm very into um, the characters and um, how they develop and how they change. So I've tried to. Um, uh, yeah, so the, the the books are they've got their suspense story, they've got the the love story, they've got the urban sort of fantasy element of it, but it's a lot about the characters and how they interact and how they grow and and change. Okay, yeah, that's, it sounds like a, a really great idea. Where did you uh, come up with the idea? So um, my daughter is actually uh, diagnosed with ASD and ADHD, and she um, has always had really <laughs> heightened senses, I suppose. That she, you know, she's um, uh, yeah. So she she sort of suffers a little bit from sensory overload quite often. So the noises are too loud. The things are, there's too much information coming into her brain. She finds that quite quite hard. Um, and touch and smell and all these things are uh, quite over um, developed, I suppose. There's a lot of people with ASD and um, and ha- have that sort of sensitivity. And I was starting to think about how that could be turned in something positive. So um, and that's how sort of the idea started um coming i mean the book is nothing about autism or anything but the sort of the 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 seed that was planted in my head is sort of based on that so um the characters do suffer sometimes from sensory overload and how they cope with it and things like that so little elements are sort of put into the story so that's how it started out uh when i started thinking about the story Okay. Um, what do you like most about writing? Oh, what I like most is that this will sound awful, but that I have control <laughs> over everything. So, of course, in life, uh, especially with teenage children, you have no control over anything, really. 
if it comes down to it. And in my books, I can make everyone do exactly what I want them to do, which is brilliant. So, um, yeah, I, that, that's, that, I love that for, and make my, my own world and just get totally lost in it. Um, I spend hours just thinking about uh, stories, you know, side stories, uh, what happens to the characters, how would they re- react to this, how would they react to that. Yeah, so it fills a lot of my spare time. When I walk the dog, I think a lot about it as well. So, yeah, that, that that's what I love about writing. Does that make me some sort of controlling person? <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, no, it's, it's all right. You're not doing it in real life. They're just, they're no, not no. real. They're, they're fictional people that you are tormenting, not real people. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I know, it's good. So you've never had a character like rebel on you? Well, I get quite cross with my um, characters in my head sometimes. I think, oh my God, why would you do that, you know? But I've made it up myself, but somehow it seems like they get a life of their own. And, um, yeah, I do sort of, yeah, I, I, it sort of, sometimes it happens. It's sort of, I write something. I said, I really didn't want that, but it sort of came out. So what, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, it makes me sound like a mad person. I sort of talk about it like that. But. Oh, it's fine. I've, most authors <laughs> are a little mad, so it's cool. Yeah, it's true. It's fine. You're, it's like the profession where, who said it? Where like, um, like, no one expects you to make money. Or to be, you know, or to necessarily be sane or to dress well or something like that. So, uh, so like, fans on their stuff I look at. It's like the, like the one, prof- it's like the one profession where, you know, people don't expect you to make a lot no. of money. <laughs> so you don't have to be embarrassed. Oh, uh, I don't remember the quote though. I'm butchering the quote, but yeah, there's some quote like that. That, uh, now I really want to find that quote. <laughs> yeah, you have to find it now. <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear. Let me see. I have a list of like quotes I post on Twitter, uh, like on my computer. <laughs> yeah, writing is the only profession where no one considers you ridiculous if you earn no money. Uh, <laughs> Jules Renard said that. <laughs> yeah, you can proudly say, "Yes, I'm an author." <laughs> Just. No one expects you to be uh, earning true, true, true. Yeah, so it's very funny. But uh, so true as well. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's a, it's an it's an interesting thing. Um, you know, diving like spending all your time in your head. It's not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how healthy it is, really. <laughs> yeah. There's a balance, obviously. So. Um, it can definitely verge on. It's like obsessive for me. I think I spend way too much time writing, but oh well. No, <laughs> yeah. I wish I, I. I mean, I have been um, a bit um, stuck at the moment with uh, promoting uh, and doing TikTok and doing all sorts of stuff to promote my books, and um, it sort of stops me from concentrating on writing. And I don't like it. I said to my husband the other day. I said. I have to start, you know, it's like I need to write it down. I've got these things in my head. I need to write it down. And I just don't get the time at the minute. So um, very frustrating. Yeah, I know what you mean. I used to like, I used to drive for a living. And so I used to spend all, like all, a lot of time just like thinking about stories, but never writing anything. 
And now I write all the time, and I really don't have time to just daydream about random stories. No, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's like I have to, like, I have to, like, if I want to, like, I'm like, all right, I'm finishing up a project, and I need a new project to write. I have to, like, force myself to, like, to not do anything so I can think about stories and figure out something. Because it, I, I don't know, maybe I, it no longer just just comes to me because I, I guess like I spend all my time just thinking about what I'm currently running on. Yeah. Mm. There's so much your brain can handle at once. Yeah, you can only you can only have so many things going on in your head. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's a uh, it's great. I started writing a new book the last couple of weeks and. Oh yeah, cool. I love that when you first new start uh, start something new. Then. Uh, it's like a, it's a whole new fantasy world, so I don't know it well. So oh. like it's it's slow going, so I have to keep looking at notes and double checking <laughs> stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like contemporary fiction. Like it's just it's the real world. I just yeah, I just I just know the real world, so I don't have to look up too much stuff. But like this stuff, I have to like just look up random things to make sure I'm into seed things, and that's. Uh, but you also need to be consistent. So if you, it's quite, it's all, all very well if you start writing. You write it all down. You're all in the string of things, and then um, you've said something, and then. 15 chapters later it comes back up or whatever you think what did I actually how did I do that and you have to go all the way back and find out how he did it because then at that time you think I'm never going to forget this but oh you will yeah Yeah. exactly it's like how could I have forgotten this I thought of this myself (laughs) yeah yeah I know it's like I have some like really great ideas I put into the world building and then six months later I'm ready to write the book and I look at some of my old notes I'm like Oh, I forgot about these things I was supposed to do. <laughs> oh, well, they're not in this story any longer. It's gone in a different direction from you, oh, no. old notes. It's so annoying. You think, oh, no, it was such a good idea. Oh, <laughs> uh, it will come up somewhere else some one day. Yeah, yeah, who knows? It's a, it's a weird one. Like, uh, like my book, my first, like, I saw my first book is this one way, and then now it's a completely different way mm. i was like i was going to have five main characters and none of them wouldn't start out knowing each other but by the time i got around to writing the first book i was like man that's not that's just going to take too much like time that's too much like words spending like putting things together and not enough on getting like the story moving and so now three of them like start out knowing each other <laughs> yeah, I'm just like I just shortcutted them together. Yeah, but sometimes the, the idea is great, but when you start doing it, you're thinking that this is not working. It's taking too long, or it, you know, it gets yeah. boring. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, get that. And then uh, I just had to get the other two in, but that was. Well, I knew one of them had one would get in, so that one's still the same. The other one's mostly the same. Mm. <laughs> just. I wasn't sure how I was going to do this. Like, I had some weird ideas. Like, I was like, what if they all just magically teleport to this place and just meet up? I'm like, that's weird. And like, where does this magical teleportation come from? And I'm like, (laughs) okay, let's let's start over. Let's start over. We need to figure out a different way for everyone to meet. (laughs) It's great, though. You can just do that. I've thought about that just like. Like, well, we just all appeared in this weird place, and we don't know each other and what's going on. And like, that's how I I thought about starting the book, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I just it didn't didn't seem to work. 
Because <laughs> clearly I went a different direction. So I was like, okay, I don't, I couldn't, like, I was having trouble justifying the, the teleportation part. Do you like, so it sounds like you sort of plan, but you also go with flow, because that's what I do. I sort of plan and I have an idea, but when I start writing, sometimes it just sort of changes because it doesn't go, you know, what you've planned doesn't seem to <laughs> work. Yeah. But the characters sometimes do that, Sometimes that happens. Yeah. Well, I usually do a lot of plotting, but sometimes you're like, because I have a rough outline for the book. Mm. And it might be that when I get to a certain section, just like logistically, I can't get it to work. Then we have yeah. to do something else. Yeah. Um, like, cause I'm coming up, I'm almost like done with the last character introduction and kind of getting all my pieces together to have like, um, things sort of kick off. And I'm worried that the kicking off, I'm not sure if I can make that work. <laughs> what I needed to do and get my characters moving into the right directions and where they need to be. Mm. And so it's like, I'm thinking about that as I'm got to write up these next two chapters to get everyone in position mm. and see if I can figure out like so I don't like to I do heavy outlines of just a few chapters at a time then I write them then I yeah do heavy outlining I can't heavy outline entire book because it'll change too much and that's just a bunch of wasted okay. effort yeah yeah I can't I, I have a rough idea and then I just think about the next few bits coming up basically yeah um yeah that's exactly how that's how it works with me <laughs> it's sort of quite organically but still partly planned <laughs> yeah so you said you're working on a spin-off yes is there an et on that uh, sorry what did you say uh is there like do you have an idea when it's going to come out um well uh yeah i probably now i reckon september-ish or so because i was aiming for the summer but that's not going to happen well, it's, it's September is still summer until the 21st. True. <laughs> yeah, I could make that work. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so I think because I think I probably once I once I've got the story down, uh, which will probably be, I reckon, in about a month and a half or so, I reckon. Uh, but then the editing takes me quite a long time, usually. So, and then I have people proofread it and. And then I get it back and then I edit it again. So it all takes, and then I rely on other people reading it. So it always takes more time than I think it's going to take. So, um, yeah, so, uh, but I'm hoping, yeah, I'm still hopeful for September-ish. So uh, it should okay. be cool. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it, actually. <laughs> and uh, where can our listeners connect with you on the Internet, Brigitte? So I have a um, Facebook page, uh, which is... Um, the name of it is actually Brigitte Writes Books, but if you put it into, um, if you search for it, it's facebook.com slash the sensorians with the N sensorians as a capital letter. Um, yeah, so that's where, um, you can find me there. And then I have, I do a TikTok as well, which is also called Brigitte Writes Books. <laughs> that's how you can find me there. And an Insta. Uh, which is um, Brigitte underscore underscore books. And then, of course, on Amazon, uh, you can find me um, and on um, Goodreads. So, yeah, you can find me in all sorts of ways that way. Awesome. Well, it was really great talking with you.
Yes, it's lovely. <laughs> it wasn't as scary as I thought it might be. So. No, it was <laughs> perfectly fine. Thank you. You have yourself a good evening. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. This has been Authors in Focus. You can find my fantasy novels on Amazon. Follow news of my writing at my blog, jmd-read.com, and follow me on Twitter at jmdread. You can also join my reader group on Facebook, Fantastical Worlds of the Imagination. You can find more episodes of the podcast at fantasy-focus.com and wherever your favorite podcast is hosted.